We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 220. Our guest today is a doctor and a clinical professor of emergency medicine at Riverside Community Hospital in Riverside, California, and she is also the founder of ShowMD, which provides on-site urgent care and concierge medical service for the equestrian community. She has over 30 years of experience in the equestrian industry, which puts her in a unique position to be able to support riders at the shows. She really understands what's going on at the shows, gets all of the lingo when uh, someone falls off or experiences a horse-related injury, and the show MD is basically a mobile clinic that's equipped with the same medical equipment and amenities found in any other clinic, like diagnostic equipment, lab services, reclining patient chairs, exam rooms, waiting room. The clinic is 100% green, generating solar power energy stored in a self-contained generator and offers complimentary high-speed wireless access. She has really created an amazing business within the industry, especially within medical services. I mean, just think about all the times that you or someone you know has fallen off or gotten injured at a horse show or nearby and don't want to take the time to go all the way to urgent care or, you know, wait for your doctor to have an availability for you to come in and get looked at. Or maybe you're feeling a little dehydrated and you don't want to take the time or leave the horse show or your job to go feel better. You can literally pop into a place like ShowMD and get the help you need. They even have x-rays if you feel like you might have broken a bone. So much diagnostic care in a small space right at the horse show. You don't have to wait five hours in the urgent care waiting room. I think it's brilliant. I'm trying to get her over to the East Coast. She's currently mostly on the West Coast. So let's get to it. Without further ado, I would love to welcome our guest today, Dr. Barbara Blasco. Well, I'm excited to hear about Show, show MD, but first, would love to hear how you first found yourself in the horse world. Okay. Well, um, I guess it's my father's fault. When I was, I think, five or six, there was uh, a pony ride uh, at a fair. And um, of course, I had to go on the pony ride. And I still remember to this day him putting me on the pony and leading me around. And after that, I was pretty much hooked. Love it. I love those stories. I feel like so many people, it's like this like accidental kind of pony ride turlin, And then there's just kind of that obsession from there on out. <laughs> And then um, I found out a friend of his had horses in their backyard. So on the weekends, I used to beg him to take me over there and do some more pony rides. And yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. So then throughout your young years, up until when you were a young adult, what did riding look like for you? Well, um, I grew up. Long Island, uh, New York. And it was when it was a lot more rural. Um, there was a lot more horse property. Um, we lived in the suburbs, um, but not on horse property. And I think when I was about seven, I went to horse camp uh, for the summer at a place called Thomas School of Riding. And people on Long Island probably know it's still around, uh, still has horse camp. 
And so for the summer, I went there for horse camp. And then after that, I was able to take lessons, I think once a week, I think on Sundays, till I was about, I think 11 or 12. And then I started riding at a barn that was a little closer to my house. And then when I was 14, I went to the barn uh, one afternoon around my birthday and my mom had bought me a horse. Ah, that's the best. (laughs) That's amazing. That is so cool. So then as you were growing up and kind of figuring out what you wanted to do with your life, were horses like in the picture? Did you want something horse related for your career? Um, How did you kind of end up pulling both of your worlds together? You know, back then, if you had told me I was going to do what I do now, I probably wouldn't have ever dreamed of it. But growing up, uh, we, you know, my parents, um, they worked hard. We were by no means wealthy. I worked uh, to pay, you know, for expenses for my horse. I cleaned stalls and did a lot of grooming. When I was about 15, I learned how to braid horses for horse shows. So um, I actually started my first business when I was like 15 years old. Uh, It was called Braiding by Barbara. And I had little invoices and I used to braid for all the horse shows, um, make some extra money and groom. So I, you know, I knew that, that I probably wanted to do something with horses. When I was about 17, I started teaching some lessons and that helped uh, supplement my, you know, riding. Uh, but I, I realized I, I really wasn't good enough to be a trainer. Um, at least I had that, you know, that insight. Um, I loved riding and I was, I was, you know, an okay rider, but I definitely wasn't good enough to be a trainer. And I had unfortunately been around medicine because my mom was diagnosed with cancer when I was 14. So uh, being with her, seeing doctors, seeing hospitals, I think led me to consider medicine as a career. And in college, I was pre-med and decided I I definitely wanted to be a doctor. Amazing. So once you were out of school and ready to start, what did you do between then and then starting ShowMD? That's kind of a long time, but I I have to backtrack a little bit and say that in college and medical school, riding horses really was a great outlet for me. Um, it, it really kept me sane. I was able to, I think, be a better student because I had horses in my life. And despite pressures of, of being, you know, pre-med in college and then even in medical school, they able to keep riding. And I think really, honestly, it was one of the things that helped me do well because it gave me that outlet. And it gave me something else to do and something else to focus on besides just study. Definitely. Did you find it hard for you going from, you know, riding all the time to then when you were in school riding, you know, to keep up since you've had, since you had, you know, just like physically like more days off? Um, I did a pretty good job of doing both things. Honestly, I, I went to school for college and med school on Long Island and I was pretty close to the barn. So um, the proximity to the barn and, and the fact that I was already established there um, and people packing their horses and getting them out for them. I think, you know, it was just, it was an easy transition. It wasn't anything where I was moving to a different state and I didn't know people. So it was, it was still all kind of established and it just allowed me to keep riding. So give me a rundown of 
what ShowMD is and why you decide to start it, where you kind of maybe saw a hole in the industry that needed to be filled. So I didn't really kind of think of it and try to start it. It just sort of fell into place. Like I mentioned, I grew up in New York. Um, I came to California to do my residency in emergency medicine and started kind of riding a little bit and showing a little bit here. Um, when I first started showing here, I kind of kept to myself in a sense. I didn't really tell people I was a doctor. I didn't really promote it. I just wanted to ride and sort of be under the radar. And so anyway, long story short, people kind of started finding out, especially, I mean, my trainers knew and stuff. And I was asked to help people here and there and, you know, oh, you know, I fell off. Could you take a look at this? You know, do you think you know, you could, uh, help, help my kid or, or, you know, anything, some injuries and slowly, slowly people started to figure it out. And I, I was asked to kind of do a little bit more here and there. I got to the point where I was just bringing my knapsack to horse shows. It was filled with my stethoscope and stuff for like splinting stuff for starting IVs, stuff for suturing, so I had this little knapsack I would bring to me, bring to all the horse shows. And, you know, as things came up, I would help people. And then, you know, some of my trainers and some people that knew me said, you know, you should really, you should really make this a business. And I thought, gosh, you know, how, how would I do that? That's, you know, that's kind of scary. That's a little bit crazy. And the more I thought about it, you know, the more I realized, you know, not only would it be helpful to all of the riders and the people in the industry, it was something I really loved. I loved it more than being in the emergency department and I loved it more than anything else I was doing. So tell me where you, obviously it's a mobile clinic. Where, where could people expect to see ShowMD? So right now we're in California, um, mainly in Southern California, although we have been up to Northern California. We go to most of the shows, the A circuit shows in, in Southern California. And I am trying to expand to the West Coast. Uh, I was in Florida a few weeks back at uh, WEF and trying to expand out there and set up at a few more places throughout the country. One thing is that any state that I set up show MD, I have to have a state medical license. So fortunately, I, I have about 10 state licenses, so I have some options. <laughs> Love it. Taking a little break because I am so excited to talk about our sponsor today, Jiv Athletics. Have you heard of them? They provide women the comfort and confidence they deserve within everyday athletic wear, which all starts with what's underneath. Jiv Athletics is an athletic undergarment company that specializes in performance underwear for women. Not only does Jiv Athletics offer ultra premium quality, their undergarments are breathable, wickable, tagless, roll-free, and camel toe proof. Inspired to end constant underwear tugging during a workout or a ride, Jiv Athletics creates undergarment pieces to fit to make wearing yoga pants or breeches all the more comfortable. Using breathable luxe fabrics, this woman-owned brand understands the importance of eliminating unsightly silhouettes with a patent-pending 3D mold spacer that blurs the lines between tech and fashion. I just recently got my first pair of Jiv Athletics underwear and it 
is the most incredible pair of underwear that I have ever owned. I give all my thoughts and some more information about Jiv Athletics over on my lifestyle page, My Equestrian Style. But if you want to check out more information and the products that they have, head over to their website at jivathletics.com. That's J I V A T H L E T I C S.com. Thank you so much, Jiv Athletics. You are amazing, and I cannot wait to see you more and more in the horse community. All right, let's head back to the episode. And how is ShowMD different from like the, the medic that's provided by the horse show? So obviously I'm emergency medicine board certified physician. All of my staff that works for me, uh, we all work at uh, what's called a level one trauma center where we see, you know, the highest, you know, acuity injuries that anyone would come to the hospital for. So all of my nurses are highest level trained in any sort of trauma. Um, I have uh, one uh, physician assistant and one nurse practitioner that work with me and we're all trauma certified. Um, So we're, you know, a little bit over and above the, the medics and EMTs at the horse show. And we provide basically almost anything that you could have done in an emergency department we have at ShowMD. Got it. That is, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, do you have, tell me the logistics. Is it like a, a big trailer or like, do people like, how does it work? Oh, so it is a trailer. It's not that big. It's 26 feet long and it, it is fairly spacious and roomy. We have an area where we can, you know, treat patients, do procedures. If someone has a laceration or a, you know, a fracture or something that needs, you know, care, we have a little procedure room. Uh, we have two uh, IV chairs where people can get IV hydration if they're dehydrated. A lot of people, you know, ride in the heat. They don't stay hydrated. Um, they don't keep up on their fluids and they end up just getting dehydrated. And you can get pretty sick when you're dehydrated. You can get headaches, you can get muscle weakness, you can get cramps and vomiting. So we do, we do a fair amount of IV hydration. It's nice because it's all climate controlled. So if it's hot, we have the AC on, if it's, if it's cold, we have heat. Um, it's, you know, it's pretty nice. We have, you know, we have Wi-Fi, we have iPads, we have a whole bunch of stuff that makes it really kind of comfortable and a little bit cushy. So uh, people come in there just for the AC. Sometimes they tell <laughs> <Yeah>. me, <laughs> "You're like, I need a band aid and stay yeah, in for like yeah. ten minutes." <laughs> oh yeah, we have band aids, we have Tylenol, we have snacks, we have drinks. Um, yeah, and uh, the latest thing I just purchased was an X-ray machine. So I'm going to be setting that up at all the shows. Um, that was a big undertaking because I had to take a special test, which was really hard in order to become licensed to to perform the X-rays. Wow. Um, and then I actually had to buy the x-ray machine, which was a lot of money, but that's okay. <laughs> it's worth it. Cause I, I don't, you know, when I started this business, I wasn't sure what I needed. So I kind of started it out a little small. I didn't know what I needed. Um, and I wanted to wait and see what people wanted. You know, what, what did, what did the people that came in there, what did they need? And one of the things that I anticipated, but didn't start out with was an x-ray machine. I know a lot of people when they fall off, they, you know, they can break things and sometimes they're just worried something's broken and they just want an x-ray, but I didn't buy an x-ray machine because I didn't really know how much 
you know, I would need it and, and they are quite expensive. So I waited a little while and, and enough people came in that needed an x-ray and I really hate turning people away. I really just, I always want to be able to help everybody and not have to send them to the hospital. Um, so the x-ray machine was the, the biggest, you know, purchase I've done recently. What's a like, obviously general because HIPAA, but like, what is, what's been like a fun success story that sticks out in your mind? I actually have two. One is uh, a patient fell off at thermal a couple about not this season. And um, she was actually a physician assistant um, who happened to be showing and she dislocated her shoulder, her left shoulder. And usually that's something that people in the emergency room, if they come in, we end up doing sedation and lots of pain medicine. And, you know, it's a big undertaking, but she was like super stoic. And she's like, nope, I know you can do this. And what I did was I did a local block where I injected medicine into the shoulder and actually her and her trainer just were sitting there and she was really patient and he helped me a little bit and we popped it right back in. Um, and she was just like, she was, she was great. You know, uh, her cooperation and, and bravery and pain tolerance made it, made it possible. And it was actually funny because there was another person sitting next to her in the chair. He's like, I'm going to video this. So he videoed the whole thing (laughs) and she's like, I don't even care. So it, it was, it was pretty funny, but yeah. So that was, that was great because, you know, honestly, saving people, not only time and money from going to the hospital, I think is, is, you know, what I do is, is provide good care, but I also provide convenient care. And for somebody to not have to go to the ER and waste anywhere from, you know, five to seven hours, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. So uh, I think that was one of the, one of the best things I, I did for her was avoid an emergency department visit. Totally. So. And, uh, and especially because I mean, in a normal weekend, you probably see a lot of, you know, potential injuries where really all they need to do is come see you, you address the problem, and then essentially they can continue on with their day. Um, Obviously, there's, you know, fractures and things like that, that that's not the case, but you allow them to continue showing and continue the rest of their day, which I think is a huge deal. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get the fact that riders, they just want to ride. They don't want to be injured. You know, I mean, you've seen pictures on, on social media where there's like a person in like a body cast and they're like, when can I ride again? You know? And, and I totally get that, you know, and, and I understand that people don't want to be injured and they want to be back on their horse. And obviously I want to get them back on the horse, you know, safely. Uh, I wouldn't tell anyone to ride if it was unsafe, but I, I understand that mentality. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things I offer to riders, I think, is that understanding of what they are talking about when they've had an injury. You know, if if someone has a crash, we can watch their video and I can see how they fell and I can understand, you know, the mechanics of what led up to the injury. And there's no there's no translation that has to happen when they want to tell me that, you know, their horse chipped or they bucked or they spooked or, you know, and if you go to the ER, doctors, nurses, no one understands that. They don't know what you're talking about, you know? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That is such a big deal that you really understand where people are coming from when they come to talk to you. That's, that's such an added level of 
understanding that I think makes your role so irreplaceable. But how could you replicate? Like, I'm like, how can you come to Wellington? How can you come to this coast? Well, I have to tell you another favorite story before we get to that. So my other favorite story, so you asked about us, you know, how we're different from medics. Well, at uh, Ali and Francie Nilfrusian show, the uh, Nilfrusian Equisports events, we actually staff the medics for them. So ShowMD is basically their medical provider of all medical services. And I've started um, a group of medics that comes to all of those shows. They're usually the same medics. Um, and they're really learning about, you know, uh, the whole equestrian culture and they're learning the terminology and they're learning, you know, what happens when the, what, what the riders are talking about. So we, I was sitting with one of my medics at the in gate in the golf cart, watching the Grand Prix and a rider went in um, before, you know, the, before the other rider was done. And she said to me, she said, are they preloading? And I was like, yes, yes. Amazing. You've got it. You've got it. You know, and I was so excited. I was like, all right, I won. Like I, I, you know, I was so excited. That was one of my proudest moments ever, because if I'm teaching the medics the right terminology, it means that they're invested and they want to learn and they want to be there and they want to help, help the riders. And it was just, it was, it was great. That is incredible. Oh my gosh. That is, that is literally your world's colliding. Yeah. And it's funny because on my website, I have this staff page and it's a page where the staff can log in and all the definitions of all anything related to riding, you know, it'll say stop and stop means, you know, the horse stopped at a jump. Uh, and we have videos and we have tutorials and we have stuff and I've even made a little test for them to take. Uh, so, you know, I, I really want my staff at the horse show to, to just understand exactly what people are talking about. Definitely. Wow. That is, that is amazing. As far as looking ahead, I mean, it's hard because I feel like once people start working with you, it makes it hard to replicate what you're doing in a bigger way because people want you, but obviously you have kind of set up this amazing training structure where that could potentially be a reality of show MD. So what is, what is show MD looking like for you? Um, like big picture, um, looking ahead. So, um, you know, what I've done in California is I've set up a team that can run without me in a sense. Um, you know, there it's pretty autonomous at this point in time. You know, there are some days when I'm actually working in the ER and my PA Philip is there or uh, my nurse practitioner Joe is there and they're with the nurses and everyone knows how to run show MD even without me. Um, and obviously, you know, if I'm there, it's, it's great. But if I'm not there, it, it also runs just, just fine. And I did get the opportunity to go to Wellington a couple of weeks ago and start preliminary discussion with them. And, you know, for me, I would love to be in Wellington. Um, I'd actually never been there before. It was beautiful and amazing. And I was just overwhelmed and I was like, wow, this is great. But, you know, uh, hopefully if that discussion goes well, um, I can, I can set up show MD there and kind of be in both places and go back and forth and just make it work. Totally. Oh yeah. I can, I feel like so many, even situations like personally with, with my clients in Wellington, where it would, it would have been 
nice to have someone like you. And instead Mm -hmm. of having to figure out, and I I think a lot of, for a lot of parents with show kids, Mm -hmm. um, a big part of different horse show venues is like, when we get there, it's like, okay, how far is the airport away? How far is the closest urgent care? Like that's, you know, that's just definitely things with our sport, something to consider. And so having a a service like yours, I think would be so crucial to have um, at, at venues like that. Yeah. And actually, you know, it's interesting because I've had parents email me and, you know, connect with me through my website and let them, you know, they've let me know, you know, Hey, my kid is going to be at thermal riding for four or five weeks. They have this or medical problem, you know, uh, can you, can you see them, you know, weekly, can you help them? Can you, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And oftentimes they'll even put me in contact with the, uh, the patient's primary care doctor or specialist. And I can, I can work with, you know, the, the doctor who's normally seeing the patient at home to coordinate care. Um, so, so yeah, so we do a lot of that. I also do a lot of concierge medicine where I have, you know, patients that are riders that I do all their medical care for them. I see them at horse shows. We can do labs. We can do imaging. We can do anything a, a primary care doctor can do. And I just kind of see them out on an ongoing basis. Amazing. That's so cool. Um, what would you say is an area of the industry that you are very passionate about that you feel like the rest of the equestrian community either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much? One thing I I didn't realize was kind of a problem was there's a, there's a fair amount of stress and mental health. I think that, that trainers really experience that they don't have a lot of resources for. And it's, it's really interesting because there's a, a lot of riders that I've actually met and talked to that I've kind of idolized that I thought kind of were like, just like amazing and like never had stress and never had fear and never had anything where I've talked to them and I've gotten to know them. And I realized, you know, they're, they're people too. And they have, you know, all the regular stress that everybody else in the world has, and they have fears and they have, you know, anxiety. And a lot of times I think mental health is an area where it's sort of taboo and no one wants to talk about it and no one wants to ask for help. Um, And I've actually worked with a fair amount of of the sports psychologists in the business to help their patients um, coordinate medication needs and, you know, ongoing mental health stuff where I just think people don't really address it and don't really talk about it. And honestly, you know, I've done a fair amount of primary care in my career. And I feel like that's an area where I can definitely help people that might not otherwise get the help they need. Definitely. So do you think that that would involve partnering with other like equestrian mindset coaches? Would that be um, implementing some of that practice with what you do? How, how do you feel like that would look like? Yeah. I mean, I I've had some sports psychologists, you know, refer me uh, their patients who they're seeing for, you know, therapy and, and that kind of stuff. And Hey, you know, maybe this person could benefit from medication or maybe the patient has been on medication before and they might need, you know, a, a physician to prescribe that medication. So we kind of work together with, you know, the kind of the, the mental health discussion, as well as maybe some supplementation with medication um, to help people just kind of deal with life. <laughs> yep. 
Absolutely. Well, Barb, thank you so much for taking the time to walk me through oh, what you okay. do. I think Show MD is brilliant and you definitely need to come to the East Coast. We would love to have you. But yeah, we'll continue to watch your journey and I wish you all the best. Thanks. I, I love, I just love Show MD. It's given me kind of a new lease on life and I, I just love it. So thanks for having me. All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.